back at it again with our fourth and final installment of the Shades of Blue season preview podcast series. I try to get the longest names possible for everything that we do. <laughs> this part four will be from the fans' perspective, and we have one of the most loyal Blue Testament commenters, members of the community. David Greenwald is here. Dave, David, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much, guys. Thanks for having me. You put me on the pod. I begged. In every <laughs> post for months, you find dreams do come true. Thanks for having me. And, and now we, you can hold this over Chad, too. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that's why we did we did you before we did Chad, just to make him even angrier. So perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well, I'm I'm tingly to be here. Tingly, and, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. He's been listening. You know Good. he's been listening. That's right. That's right. You got to live up to Allie. She, uh, she, she had a great pod. So I'm trying to set the bar high. She's yeah, it was good to have Allie back. That, that was nice. Gang was all reunited. Let's hear your just general idea about the season. How are you feeling? What are we looking at with this team going forward this year? Yeah, you know, it's a mixed bag. I think uh, looking at the Cauldron Facebook group, everybody's pretty jazzed about the season. I think a lot of people have a lot of high hopes. Um, the and, CFB, and my, legendary. My, uh, oh God, it's a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> and my feelings are pretty mixed. You know, we, we won the West last year. Uh, we were top 10 in all the Optus stats for XG, X, you know, X assists, uh, expected goals allowed, expected shots on target against us. All the metrics say we were really good. Um, but then I'm looking at it. We didn't play anybody all that good um that's what it and, felt like all year and i'm you know i'm looking at our roster and i love these guys right i love busio i love Julio, i love all these guys but when you look at our roster and you stack it up against lafc i just don't know that we've got what it takes i think we're a mid-pack western conference team yeah i've i've seen that middle of the pack take quite a bit and you know it very well could turn out to be like that but every time i think about the attacking core just if that front three stays healthy busio has the year we're all hoping and gotti kinda continues to improve in his second year then holy shit this team's gonna score a lot of goals and it does get me pretty excited yeah i mean i think alan pulido is a top five striker in this league for sure um at least has that potential yeah, top if he's five, healthy. come on give him top five shut up thad he has to be top five right now doesn't he is, is Polito tingling you? Yes. <laughs> Been tingled a long time by Polito. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason he's not top five, obviously, is because of the injury history last year. And that's just something that he's going to have to prove and come through with. So it's not injury history. One injury is not injury history. Well, that's what people are basing it on last year's injury history, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I think there was more than one. I think there well, was more than one. One year. Yeah. A lot of weird things happened last year. Shut up, Thad. And, and let's see, how, how much did we see him in preseason? How much did we see him in preseason? Oh, yeah, exactly. not at all. Yeah. Well, I didn't see anyone in preseason, really. So. <laughs> Except that well, Lucio goal. I mean, look, if, if, if Polito's not healthy, we, we have virtually no chance to win a cup, right? Come on, you're not on the Harris hype train? I, I stand for Wilson Harris. Yes. I am a Wilson Harris truther. Play good man. man i love i i've been hoping for his signing since since s since spr got him uh but okay let's 
if Polito's not healthy, we got zero chance of really doing any damage in the league this year, right? I think the league's shown us over the years that you need kind of that DP number nine, that talismanic striker to like really do something special. But if we've got peak Polito, we've got a healthy Alan Polito, he's got to be top five, right? We yeah. certainly have Joseph, but who else is, is really at his level, his ability to drop deep, to combine um, and really generate more than just shots, more than just being like a fox in the box, but to actually help build up the attack. And, and that would actually be one reason I wouldn't put him in the top five as a pure striker, because he isn't just a pure striker in this league. He is going to be that guy that drops back and picks up a ball in the middle, then feeds it up to the wing or the overlapping midfielder going in or whatever. So he, he probably, I would have concern that he's going to be in the top five for scoring. He might be top five in the best to affect the team, to, to complement the team. I'll give you that. But I think, but I think Kansas City has shown that we need that dropping back in because I'm sorry, guys, but Lucio is not a 10. He's not a straight 10. He may want to be this year. We'll see if that happens, but he's not. And our midfield doesn't have that quality. We have two eights. We have a six. And, you know, if Busio makes the leap, great. But we need Polito to come back and get that ball for possession, for being more dynamic offensively, uh, drawing defenders into that and freeing our wingers. So we need that. I think the playoffs last year have us all jaded a bit too because what were we without Polito last year? We were giving up three goals and not scoring a whole lot uh, the other way, especially against Minnesota, obviously. Man, we had three really positive, happy season previews, and then Bob just comes out all all strict <laughs> and pessimistic. There, he's got hey, high expectations. Hey, Dave started it, man. Dave started it. <laughs> I did. I but, did. But no, the conversation about you know whether Polito is a pure striker. I don't think you you don't fit into Peter Vermees's system if you're a pure anything. You have to do all these other jobs right. in order to fit correctly right. into that system. So. Very valid yeah. point, Cody. I'll give you that one. Uh-huh. Got one. <laughs> <Point for> Cody. <laughs> okay, what else are we missing from the fan perspective here? What's another angle that we can... I'm not sure he's coming with? as a fan. He's coming with more stats than we ever do. Yeah, he literally... He, he said the word advanced metrics, and that just beat every anything we had already discussed. <laughs> well, well, that's going to be read Matt Doyle's story today, didn't you, Dave? <laughs> no. no well, oh, okay. Is this Matt Doyle? Is, maybe this is Matt Doyle. I... I'm not going to credit him even if I did. Exactly. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a journalist. I don't have to have integrity. If it's uh, Matt Doyle, definitely don't say like, it. Like journalists have integrity. <laughs> right, on that word, guys, I've got to go. Have a good rest of the time. All right, All right Bob. Hey, hey, see you Enjoy Bob. partying, Stop man. Bye in your car. All right, we'll see you guys. Bye. <laughs> and that was Robert with the drive-by. Literally, he drove by in the Zoom chat. Guys, that's a great new segment. That's a great new segment you just created. I think he, he did really well. Maybe we need to have him in the car every time. I think we got the best out of Robert Russert while he was in, in the car when someone was waiting on him. And and now he can't over talk us because he talks louder than us. So hey, it's a win-win. <laughs> oh, I've got a I've got a good topic to discuss, as many fans are talking about right now. The the Bally Sports and the Sinclair broadcasting situation. Oh, David, are you covered? You're, you're, you're able to watch I'm, them this year? So I'm good because uh, despite being technically a millennial, I still pay for cable. Uh, <laughs> I have too many. I, I, I've got HBO Plus, Disney Plus, 
at Peacock, I have I have every conceivable service one could possibly need for whatever reason. But I, the I only do way have, to live. Yeah, I guess right. I mean, I can't take the money with me. I might as well light it on fire and give it to AT and T. So but, can you loan can you loan us some IDs once in a while? No. Kidding. Yeah, just just let me know. Just let me know. Because who somebody somebody on our board is constantly locked out of being able to watch these games. I don't know oh, yeah. who it is. I mean, but, anyone, no. there's, there's always someone on anywhere I look at the discussion. There's at least a couple people who are pissed off about it. And I mean, with the Royals too, I guess there, I see more, more people upset about that, but yeah, it's well, just not a good situation. No, right. it's an, it's an interesting concept. I think, you know, MLS as a, as a league wanting to have those group negotiations for the rights um, is probably both good and bad, right. Uh, allowing the teams to kind of negotiate their own contracts yeah. Can be good if you have a market for it. I think, you know, sporting would be able to make a strong argument for it. I'm to bring baseball into it. I'm a Yankees fan. My dad's from New York before ever I crucified my dad's from New York city, <laughs> but one of the benefits the Yankees did is they created the yes network because there's a demand for it. There's a market for it. And that helped widen the gap between them and the Royals in terms of finances, because yeah. they now had an incredible TV contract. Um, and 12 million fans. Right. That also helps. It's easy to sell a lot of hats. Yeah, um, and and have a lot of people that pay for the subscriptions at that point. That but, makes a difference. But with sporting, I mean, it, it, we're trapped for the next couple of years, right? This season and next season. And then MLS wants to renegotiate. Um, and it'll be interesting to see in a post-COVID world what kind of money they're going to be able to get out of ESPN and Fox Sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't think it's going to be as much as they were hoping for. But... Uh, but we could also be very wrong in that um, because people may not be as willing to go sit next to a bunch of people screaming. Maybe they're willing to pay more for that subscription. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Valid question there. All right, David. Um, I think we're, we've been, we always discuss that we're going to have a watch party a blue, uh, the blue Testament watch party. One of these days. So uh, yeah, if we ever do that, we'll have you. We'll we'll definitely invite you out to the bar. We can get together and have a that drink. Sounds great. That sounds great. I'd All right, we to. got one guest that one person wants to come. <laughs> yeah, well, who was it that said? Oh yeah, I absolutely want to come, but not this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we should probably wait a little bit. Hey, vaccine I'm, tomorrow, guys. Getting my vaccine tomorrow. I'm I'm fully vaccinated. I've been vaccinated for a little while now. Uh, so you know, let's go. I'm I'm ready to go sit in the cauldron have people spill beer on me and you know get back to normal i miss the beer spilling i miss everything about normal life and the drums and oh man you just got i just i actually did just get tingly at that time i really did get tingly (laughs) also i think you you asked earlier what the other fan perspective is and i think that that the return to normalcy is the other big part of the season one of the things that makes us so tough as a club is that stadium's always packed and they're opening up to some, you know, it's kind of like we had at the end of last season. And it'll be curious to see if, if they can open up and get more and more people to get that atmosphere back. Because uh, playing in an empty stadium, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to Swill Park games. And I refuse to call them SKC too. It's Swill Park Rangers. Always Swill always. Park. But those games, I mean, I got great heckling it because the players can actually hear yeah. yeah. screaming at them uh, because you're not getting drowned out by the 16,000 other people there. So I'll be really curious to see if we can throttle back up to full capacity to have kind of an intimidating atmosphere. Again. 
Yeah, I think in in a couple of months there's going to be, you know, whether whether a, a, a lot of people are vaccinated or not, I think a lot of SKC nation will is just chomping at the bit to get back there and do everything that you just said about the cauldron and the the camaraderie and the singing and yeah, oh man. We it just it wasn't the same last year. It was not. I stopped going. <laughs> I didn't even go to like the last several ones because it was and we because there was no you didn't get face to face you didn't get to go to the presser like it, it was just yeah do I qualify for a press pass now I've been officially on the pod I'm writing articles I've got, I'm doing a season preview so I gotta <laughs> there you go bust I gotta bust out a bunch before the season starts Patrick expect a expect an email where we have another credential <laughs> request to bring in well we're we're kind of already like overwhelm all the rest of the media outlets in Kansas City. I know. I know. We get like, I don't even know how was it like five people, four people at least. And now Chad's back adding another one. So yeah, when there's we have so many people requesting credentials, but we also yeah. cover more than almost anyone else. So and in more multiple ways and multimedia and yeah we come at you from different platforms now. Full yeah, service. That's right. That's right. <laughs> No, the more you want to write, though, we can. I can give you a real like. I can bump you up into author status, man. Oh, man. Wait, no, 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 no. That it's not a fan. That it's not a fan perspective anymore. Hold on, hold on. Wait a little okay, bit. Not, Let not this for a week. Podcast breathe before we do that. <laughs> I'll I'll send a proposed contract. I'd actually prefer a regular podcast contributor. Then we can talk about author later. Oh, you have yeah. no idea how much easier it is to just stand here in in my room talking on a video than it is to type out a. 700 word blog post that people will tear you apart if if you say like one thing wrong in there he's a lawyer though it might be he could probably do both at the same time <laughs> <laughs> that's true wait Got a minute we, are we gonna let him off this easy we're not gonna like grill him for anything what do you got to grill yeah. the man yeah. no. what, what i didn't know this man. was what we were supposed to do i was trying to be happy here what do you want to do what do you no, got man. for him just, let's, let's get let's get into the, the deep dive let's do it yeah, well, you he, got something he to came with, with stats, man. He came with stats. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know if we ever gave gave him the full opportunity to present all of his evidence of how the team was going to perform. He did prepare. It seemed like I I, was... I I did some research. I I have a, like lofty standards to live, to live up to. All right. You so know. so what? I got a filibuster Everybody... for him. He had it closed. So keep filibustering. Let him get it. Let him get it all ready now. After oh, after okay. every okay. if after everybody's healthy. Considering everybody on Sporting KC is healthy, what is your starting eleven? So best eleven cup final. So we're talking what, about what you think will win the game. Not there's there's a big difference to me between best eleven and the team that you want to put on the field. I gotcha. consider it's either the cup cup final or or opening day preferred roster. I consider that the same in my head right now. Gotcha. All right. Well, so obviously Tim Million. I mean, I under. Who's who believes that trees could be goalkeepers? That is me. That is me. Raise yeah, your that's, hand. yeah, that's, 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 that's Cody. Okay. Well, he, he never admits tree. that when Jimmy's on the pod, though. I did. I did admit it. You <laughs> called me out, and I admitted it. Well, he's a very nimble tree. Uh, so then across the back line, uh, I you know, I'm probably gonna go Amadou Dia with how the roster stands right now. Um, I think he brings a level of athleticism and. It's, it, he's giving more than just like the endless crosses to nowhere. And I think uh, the stats have bared out over the last few years that the more we cross the ball, the worse we get. Um, and I just have nightmares of 
it keeps me up at night, guys, of, of these games of just Zeusy lobbing cross after cross after cross and I'm not going anywhere. Well, the crossing thing, that's a good point to bring up. The the crossing thing, Vermees swears by the early cross. If you if you watch a Sporting Kansas City game with that in your head, that, that Vermees encourages them to do an early cross instead of getting all the way to the corner and then crossing it, it's they do it every single time. And yeah, it might catch the defense off, but... Also, it seems like the, the 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 striker or the attacker is not ready for it. So, and the ball well, always it, goes seven foot high over top, like a foot over top the six foot striker. Yeah. Well, did did anybody ever tell Jerso that? Because I distinctly remember Jerso getting to the byline and trying to cut back all the time. Well, yeah, he didn't but, want to cross it. He wanted to get all the way there and then dance into the into the <laughs> six yard box and then make a bad pass. To- <laughs> but I without without seeing a second of our new. French center back, and I don't want to try and butcher the name, so we're going to call him our new French center back. Izzy. I think Izzy. All right, we're going to do Dia, yeah. Izzy, Kunchech, Jayla Lindsay. Uh, I think I'm a uh, – anybody who's at least familiar with my postings, I'm a noted Grim Zussi hater. In terms of his playing style, I think he's a delightful man. Um, very <laughs> handsome. Allow very, it. Char- allow it. very handsome, very charitable. Yes, great guy. Not, not a fan of his uh, footballing currently. Um, I think my biggest question mark going into the season is who's going to play the six. Uh, I love Elie and full disclosure, Elie is a friend. Um, he, he, Oh, he's name dropping now. He wished me a happy wedding. I have the video to prove it. Uh, nice. cameo doesn't but, count, man. Get out of here. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, if Elie, uh, can play even remotely to where he was. If he can give that defensive cover, I think he's going to be great. So probably still going to play Ewing the pivot. Um, and then I'm playing red card Raj and Busio, bringing Kinda off the bench as a spark plug. And, and I'm sure Remy Walter is very good, but Roger has the drop-off that we see when Roger's not on the field or when Roger's tired. It's pretty notable. Nobody else has that bite in the midfield, that ability to like put in a tackle to really – understand the positioning yeah, I can uh, argue then, with that and then Polito up top Johnny on the right oh and oh, don't you I, struggle with this one. Oh man this is a tough one this is a tough one because he's gonna say Grayson Barber no because it better not look, be shallowy I, it might be no I think I think it's shallowy because because we know what we get out of Kyrie Kyrie's a great late game sub if you're trying to defend a lead, I don't know if he's our gr- a great starter. I, I certainly wouldn't have him as a nailed in starter. I believe that Daniel can do the thing. Kyrie, the I, creator. I have faith personally that Daniel Shallowy will bounce back and recover. He, you don't just lose those skills. He didn't get old and like lose his legs or anything like that. I think he just got the yips and he needs a solid run where he can't lose a spot in the team. Who else is going to play him and Kyrie? So I think that's my my game day eleven for MLS Cup. Well, it fills me with joy the the confidence you have in him. I lost mine. I I, I was as big of a person on Shallow as you could be, and I'm gonna admit it. I I gave up. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it about him. But yeah, I mean that's it's a good point. I I hope he can do it again. I kind of I kind of think that he can. It's just I. I had to just like give up every time I kept saying he was going to do it again. It wasn't working, but 
And also, but you were good until that last point that was just like, well, who else is going to do it? That doesn't mean he's going to do it well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And it doesn't mean somebody else isn't going to get a chance in there. So that leads to my, to my next question. Since you are an SPR aficionado, I'm not going to let you say Shallowy or Busio, which Academy guy is going to make the, the most impact? Not those two. Well, I'll take Lindsay out of the, the count too. So, Oh, that's Kim Duke. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that Wilson Harris surprises me and that he's coming off as a sub and like just bagging goals left and right. Um, but I think Vermees played Duke a pretty decent amount last year. Uh, so either Duke yeah. or Fernandez. I think Duke and, and Felipe both had a good run uh, at the end of the year. Cam, I thought, showed a lot more than maybe some other people did, but I thought he had some real flashes. Um, and I love Felipe Hernandez. I think he's mini Roger. Uh, you know, I think it's a confidence thing about him kind of gaining that willingness to put in a tackle like Roger does, but I think he's got that in his game. What about Kave so, Rad? Oh, is I he gonna listen? His name. I don't know. Is, he, don't gonna, know. is he gonna listen to the pod? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, who knows, man? Who knows? I, I mean, I'd put him before Graham Smith, but I don't necessarily know that. SPR has given up a lot of goals over the last couple of years, and Kave's played a lot of minutes. I do think a lot of that is the people that's been around him, leaving him not knowing what any player. If you can't count on what the other guys are going to do, that leaves you guessing, which leaves you a you know half a second behind to the play sometimes. Uh, I think that had a lot to do with it. He looked the little bit we saw him in preseason this year, just the one game. He looked all right, but. Uh, I don't think, I mean, even Peter said he's not ready to run that guy out for 34 games. I think he'll see a spot start when somebody's hurt and that sort of thing. He, he needs yeah. time to develop. No, I think you make a good point. I mean, some of these guys, you can only be as good as the players are around. Especially as center back. But And that's, that's part of all of uh, sporting system is the back line is only as good as the six in front of, in front of them. And the six is only as good as the, the eights in front of him. So if anybody fails in that, it start just cascades back and Tim's picking balls out of the net. All right, well, let me turn this around on you. I've got a couple questions for the experts, for the journalists. The experts, all right, let's do all it. All right, one, claim that. one, where does Busio get the most minutes this year? Is it at the eight? Is it on the wing? Is it in the six? Where is he playing? No, he'll do it at the 10, just as it's been prophesized, because everyone – Everyone on the front line is going to be healthy. Gotti Kinda is going to is going to grab the number eight with both hands, and Busio is going to kill it in the ten. Nope. Dad, don't shake your head at me. <laughs> Busio will be the eight slash ten that Sporting does, and Remy Walter I think is the other eight, and Kinda is going to be coming off the bench with speed in a couple different spots. All right. Okay. Question. So where's what you didn't answer his question. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, you, you said, in the, a, you said you the he's play 10. 10. yeah. As opposed to the wing. Yeah. He's, he's center mid eight slash 10. Cause there is no true tens in sporting style. So that's what I call it. Yeah. But there's one of the, one of the three midfielders stays more up top than the others. You know, you would think that, but I've looked at some of the uh, stats after games and the guys you would think were the the 10 uh, representatives, Phil Haber, Felipe Gutierrez, and you would often find 
Roger ahead of them in their average positioning and Ilya almost even with them in their average positioning in the games that we did well. So it's not always that case. It's the guy who's pulling those strings and being in different spots. So, okay. So then what were you shaking your head at me for? I don't even think we disagreed. I was, I don't know. What did you say? You said just your default reaction to just shake your head at me. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool. But I'm, I'm not, I don't know. What were you saying that I was disagreeing with? I, that's what I was asking he, you. Thanks for the well, support there, podcast co-host. Well, so I, I think this brings up a good point, though, which is that because Cody Cody said that Busi was the 10 that has been prophesized to save us all. Uh, and first of all, I, I don't think he can grow a mustache like Benny, and therefore I don't believe him to be the one true. And, <laughs> that is required. Um, he has way better mutton chops, though. Yeah, oh that might make up for it, that's, honestly. Those chops, those are strong. A sentence that's not been said since 1874. Um, <laughs> but I know some people I was, from the 60s that did. So, <laughs> but so I think this is an interesting question about what actually suits Busio the best, because you know he obviously didn't get picked to be on the Olympic squad. He's gotten some national team snubs. Um, he did great in that like metronome's position last year, filling in for Ilya, but not being a true defensive mid. Um, I don't know how he fits in as one of our dueling eights. I think Lucio really is probably more of a true, not even a true 10, because he's not a, a final pass guy. Like, um, uh, who's the guy from Columbus? Um, um, uh, is it Celerion? That can't be right. Um, no, I'm not sure who you're talking about, actually. But it's uh yeah Luca Luca Zellerian, who's the 10 for Columbus and oh, okay. dominated MLS Cup playoffs or um you know Diego Valeri the guy who can make that final incisive pass and that's one of the things Benny was so good at but in watching Busio's first couple of seasons when he was starting to kind of get minutes he he worked great as a late arriving player in the box um, yep. not quite a true second striker, but playing that 10 role where he could get into the box late and be, and have that yard of space so that he could put his foot into a ball. And I'm not sure that we're doing him any favors playing him at the, as a dueling eight when he probably needs to be in a more advanced position. And see, I think my opinion on Busio is that, um, he's best. And there's like some fancy Spanish name for it or, or or Italian name, but there's a guy who just floats in spaces. He doesn't play a true exact eight or 10 or whatever. And I think that's where Busio is best at is he just slides into a space that nobody's in and then makes his run from there. That's where he's best at when he has to play a very defined role as the eight or 10. I don't think he's as good at it, but I do think that he gained a lot of experience last year where he had to play a very defined role as the six. So maybe that's matured him in that, that realm a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very interested and to see, you know, how he, how he can really make that work. Cause one of the keys to our success moving forward, I think is that we got to sell Lucio and I'd hate to see it. You know, this is the only sport where you actually want to get rid of players. Sometimes good players. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Brian Reynolds went to uh, Roma for $9 million. $9 million in the MLS will take a third of it or a quarter of it or whatever. Just got his first yeah. start, too, the other day. Yep. You know, sporting, sporting can do a lot of damage with $6 million, whether it's reinvesting in the club um, and the academy or whether or not, you know, we help buy another DP on Alan Paluto's level. I mean, that finances the better part of a Paluto. 
Yep. Sporting does have to eventually be a selling club, at least for a period of time. And Dallas has sold what $20 million worth of players in the last year, something like that. And if, just think if they'd got to sell McKinney too. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm curious what the advanced stats are on Dallas falling down um, and like what the dollar figure of laying on the ground to salary would be for the, or the transfer figure, but you know, they've, it's worked. It allows them to reinvest in the club. So my other question for the experts Okay. The experts. Ramzusi's not healthy, so we're going to get some Jalen Lindsay to start. Yep. Once Graham gets cleared to play, how many minutes will Jalen get to actually see the field? Jalen will play the whole season, as has been prophesized again. <laughs> Relentlessly optimistic. It's gonna things are going going to go well this year. I think Jalen will still get the majority of the minutes because he will have cemented that spot. Uh, if he hasn't cemented that spot, they will be looking for another right back in the summer window. As much as we do love Graham and I do want him to come back as full potential as he possibly can. I want to see him more as the uh, elder statesman floater that comes in when they need an extra body, when they need a fresh body, when they need a guy who can go in on the wing or go in the midfield or go in at the outside back, whatever. That's what I want to see Graham do going forward. I bet Graham gets a, gets the majority of his minutes, over 50% of his minutes come on the wing. Since we don't have anybody there after Shallowy and Shelton? Yes. And Grayson Barber. And, and Grayson Barber. And Tyler Freeman. And Ozzy Cisneros. That was your son, Tyler Freeman. That's not cool. So no, all I, you put actually, I all, think Freeman's made a big uh, gain. Also, you're um, putting all of those people above Zeus, huh? In my heart, maybe. But. <laughs> it doesn't matter what we're putting them. It matters what PB <laughs> does. Yeah. No, I, I think I think Lindsay will pretty much cement that spot, barring injury barring Graham coming back stronger than he was before. I think he stays there. That's good. Thad was a little more optimistic there than I thought he was going to be. I'm always optimistic. No, no, you're not. (laughs) I am realistically optimistic. You cannot possibly have convinced yourself that you're optimistic like that. If he's he's a true optimist, he will be convinced. Oh, wow. Yeah, you just blew my mind. has just been sent off Some part of strong and all comes off My fun fun got me drinking My fun fun got me drinking My fun fun got me drinking Give me a whiskey, one or gin Anything to shake this but I'm in My fun fun got me drinking My fun fun Drinking, my fun fun team's got me drinking.